the holy Baal Shem Tov was sitting in his room, engrossed in thought. Suddenly the door opened quietly, and his attendant respectfully announced the arrival of a visitor. The visitor was a middle-aged man, well-dressed and prosperous-looking. The Balshemtov inquired as to the purpose of his visit, and the visitor replied that he had heard of the fame of the holy Balshemtov and wished to see the Balshemtov's holy face and receive his bracha. Is there anything in particular I can help you with? asked the holy Balshemtov. No, Rabbi, replied the visitor. I am in no need of anything, Baruch Hashem. The Balshemtov's keen eyes studied the face of the visitor, and then the Balshemtov said, "It is written that Hashem directs the steps of human beings. That means that no Jew goes anywhere." without being directed there by Hashgacha Pratis, Divine Providence. Though you may not know it, you have not come here of your own free will. The stranger looked puzzled, but waited for the tzaddik to continue. To his great surprise, the Baal Shem Tov proceeded to tell the following story. Once upon a time, there lived two boys who were greatly attached to one another. Together they went to Cheder, together they played, together they chased butterflies in the meadow. The years flew by, and soon the boys were grown. They were married and in business for themselves. Each one of them went to live with their in-laws, who dwelt in different towns. Thus the two good friends became separated. For a time, both of them did very well in business and amassed a good fortune. Later, however, one of them met with bad luck, Loyalenu, until he lost his entire fortune. The poor man now remembered his more fortunate friend and decided to seek his help. Arriving at his friend's house, he was warmly welcomed. For a time they chatted together, remembering the good times when they were young. Eventually the host asked his visitor for the purpose of his visit. The visitor then confided that things had taken a bad turn for him, and he had lost his fortune, and that he had even had to borrow money for clothing and train fare to make the trip to visit his old friend. The host cheered him up and told him he had nothing to worry about. He called his bookkeeper and ordered him to draw up a balance of his accounts. And then, to the great amazement of both the clerk and the visitor, his old friend, he ordered half of his fortune to be transferred to his impoverished friend. We always shared our lunches and our candy when we were younger, and now I'm going to share everything I have with you. The poor man returned home no longer poor. He set up his business again and in a short time had doubled his fortune. But what happened to the other friend, said the Baal Well, his fortune took a turn for the worse. In a short time, the previously rich man who had helped his friend 
became very poor. It was now his turn to seek help from his friend. Borrowing money for clothing and train fare, he made his way to his friend's house and announced his name to the servant at the door. He was made to wait for quite a while. Finally, out came the servant with a message from his master that his master did not remember the name of his visitor and in any case was too busy to see anyone. The poor man could hardly believe his ears. He asked the servant, Are you sure you said my name correctly? The servant promptly assured him that he had indeed pronounced his name correctly. To tell you the truth, said the servant, ever since my master has regained his riches, he has become a hard man with little sympathy for anyone. He's so afraid to lose his fortune again. All that he thinks of is how to get more and more. So there was nothing for the poor man to do but return home empty-handed. He could not get over the humiliation and disappointment that he had suffered until one day his neshama went away from his goof with grief and sadness. On the very same day, the wealthy man in another town met with a sudden accident and his neshama also went away from his goof. These two neshamas ascended to Shemayim and appeared before the Bezdin Shalmaila. The soul of the poor man who had treated his friend so generously was immediately told of the great reward that he would get, and the gates of paradise were thrown open before him. But the other neshama, who was not kind to his friend, was condemned to a place where neshamas have to be cleaned to suffer atonement until the neshama was pure again. Now the first soul said very sadly, How can I enjoy the happiness of Gan Eden knowing that my friend is not with me and that he's being punished on my account? So the neshama was given Rushus permission to pronounce judgment in this case. And the neshama said, both of them should be sent down on earth to live their lives anew so that the other neshama could make amends where it had failed before. This neshama accepted a life of poverty again in order to help the other neshama. Sometime afterwards, continued the Baal Shem Tov, two baby boys were born in two different towns. One was born in the house of a poor man the other was born with a silver spoon in his mouth, as the saying goes. When the poor boy grew up, he took a staff and went from door to door, asking people for help. One day, he arrived in the town where the rich man lived and knocked on his door. The rich man opened the door and upon seeing the beggar said, You must be a stranger here, otherwise you would know that I do not give money to any beggar, not even the local ones, let alone strangers like you. The beggar had not eaten for three days. He was so faint and weary that he collapsed on the spot and his neshama went away from his goof, from hunger and exhaustion. 
Now, what do you think of this rich man, said the Baal Shem Tov, looking at the visitor. The Baal Shem Tov's visitor had turned deathly pale. His eyes were filled with tears. His lips were twitching, but he could not speak because he was remembering the beggar that had knocked at his door a few days before he had made this trip to visit the Baal Shem Tov. The weary face of the dead beggar had made no impression on him at the time, but now he couldn't take the face out of his mind, and it began to torment him, and he wept bitterly. Is there any hope for me, holy Rebbe? Is there anything I can do to save my soul? he asked. Yes, replied the Baal Shem Tov. There is something you can do. You must try to find the surviving family of the poor man and beg their forgiveness. You must provide them with all of their needs for the rest of their lives and distribute the rest of your fortune to the poor and needy. Then, daven to Hashem with all of your heart for he is near to all of those who call him in truth.